the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. One God, Amen. Blessed start of the Advent fast. And as we prepare ourselves, are heading in this direction towards the birth of our Lord and the Incarnation, the Church is preparing us in the first gospel after the beginning of Advent, and to focus on what is the goal? What is our goal as Christians in this world? Like, where are we trying to go? And there's a common misconception that many people think, and we all grow up thinking, that our goal is to get to heaven. And you might be thinking, Abuna, of course, that's our goal. Our goal is to get to heaven. But that is not our goal. Heaven is a result of our goal. Our goal is to be with Christ, is to unite to Christ. And this is why when, when the rich young man went to Christ and said, how do, good teacher, how do I inherit eternal life? Our Lord focused or, or tried to adjust his thought to it's not a location, but it's me. I am eternal life. Just like in the Gospel of John, when he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So our goal is to unite with him. It's a personal relationship with him. Because if it's a, if it's a location, there's certain restrictions. Like when you're going to travel somewhere, one of the things you have to do, you have to, you have to make sure you have a passport, you have to know what the visa laws are in, in that country that you're going to. You have to know any type of restrictions, what you can bring, what you can't bring, the time limit you can, you can be there. We have restrictions when it's a location. But when it's a person, it's not about restrictions, it's about a relationship. And today you can kind of see this relationship talk happening by Christ, where he points out something very interesting. The, res- the, the question is a good question. How do I inherit eternal life? Somebody seeking after something, realizing that in their life, there's something missing. But what's interesting here is he He responds by saying, you know the commandments. He says, why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. You know the commandments. And he went through a list of rules. Do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. And he answered and said to him, teacher, all these I have observed from my youth. This is great. He looked at the Ten Commandments and he has followed them to the T. He knows Ten Commandments, check. Do not do this, check. Do not, do not, do not, check, check, check. But our Lord is, is, is pointing out that this is the beginning. As we grow, we start with do not do this. We might not understand it, but do not do this. Right? Don't touch this, this is going to hurt. Don't go out to this place because it's not a good place. Whatever the case may be, we, we, we have a bunch of do nots. 
But what our Lord is trying to adjust is said, okay, great, you have the foundation. You know what not to do. But what we have to think about is Christianity is about what we are supposed to do. This is, it's more proactive. So in here, you kind of see where our Lord is focused on. He says, One thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, take up your cross, and follow me. He says, this is great, but you're lacking something. You're lacking something very important. Love and sacrifice. Love and sacrifice. Our Lord is pointing out and saying, Christianity is not about do not do this, do not do this, do not do this. And honestly, sometimes we struggle in understanding that too. Sometimes we turn Christianity into don't do this, don't do that. If you do this, don't do this, don't do that. We turn it into rules. And then it becomes just restrictive. And so a lot of people growing up don't want to be Christian. They don't want to be Christian because why am I going to go into a lifestyle of just rules? Just rules. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. That's not what Christianity is. And honestly, I think this is a lot to do with cultural. Because in different cultures, in different areas, the, the, the rule of the land is restrictive. Don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. But Christianity is not like that. Christianity is about love. And because of love, there's a lifestyle. So the first thing is our Lord is teaching us about love. Now, why is Christianity about love? Because love is what, is who Christ is. It's his nature. It's who he is. If we call ourselves Christians, we must love. Now, what is love? And I think this, there's a common misunderstanding. Love is not just a feeling. Because sometimes we think like, oh, I, you know, I don't, I don't feel like this. So I don't love. No, no, no. Love is beyond feeling. If we really go deeper in what is love, we start to think about love being a, a choice on how we live our life. How we live our life. The first thing we have to understand with love is that it's unconditional. Christ teaches us that. There's no conditions. I've been repeating this because it's been something that I've noticed for the past few months. So you might have heard me say this. But there is nothing, there's nothing we can do, nothing we can do to earn more of God's love. Nothing. You can't have God love you more. 
You can. You can be the best person in the world. Like you can do amazing things. God's not going to love you more than the atheist. He will not. He can't. He will not. He will not love you less if you do the worst sins in the world. He will not love you less. This is unconditional. There's no condition. He loves us, period, end of sentence. And so for us, we have to also understand that and Christianity is a response to that love. A response to God's love to us, how we love God back. And this is why the sacraments, communion, confession, just our lifestyle, us connecting with God, number one. Number two is how we love others. How we love others. Because Christianity, if we believe that we are a Christian and we are heading towards Christ, we have to also ask ourselves, do I have unconditional love towards everyone around me? Do I love my family unconditionally? Regardless of what they do, it doesn't matter. Do I love them? Do I love my friends unconditionally? Do I love my enemies? The people who don't like me. Do I love them unconditionally? And this is where we have to think about. The next thing is sacrifice. There's no such thing as love without sacrifice. Our Lord preached about love during his time on, on earth. He told the disciples, he told the people, he showed love by doing the miracles and talking to people and seeing people who are not seen by the community. But it wasn't enough just to talk about love. He himself showed us what love is through sacrifice, that he gave himself up to death. He gave himself up to death for the life of the world. He gave himself up to death in order for us to understand his love, to be transformed by his love. So that we can say, I am Christian and I love, but I'm not willing to sacrifice. Now, what are we called to sacrifice? We're called to sacrifice everything. If Christ came and said, Okay, in order to show me that you love me, you need to sacrifice certain hours of the day. We would say, oh, okay, this is what God wants. But God showed us the ultimate form of love is sacrifice of everything. This is why the church gives us the book of the Sinic Sermon. When we look at the saints and we hear about this martyr, and this martyr, and this martyr, and you look around the church, and it's this martyr, and this martyr, people who've sacrificed their life, it's not to just say, hey, look, there were some really great people before. But it's to say, these are people 
who responded to what Christ said when he said, give all what you have, take up your cross and come follow me, like he told the rich young man. It's important for us to look at sacrifice and say, okay, Lord, what can I sacrifice? For many people, it's resources. Are you tithing? Are you giving from what you have? Are you tithing? Sometimes we think of tithing as donation. Like, I like to donate. It's not. Because then that's a financial thing. Tithing is spiritual. Meaning, if we do not tithe, then it's a sin that we need to confess. It's not in a, like, in a way where it's like, we're, we're sitting here calculating and people are, it's between you and God, just like any other sin. But it's a, it's a matter of, are we sacrificing? It's not about the, about, about the amount. It's are we sacrificing? Are we sacrificing our time? Our time, our effort. This is why the church implements the concept of service. It gives us a path in order to sacrifice. Once service becomes easy, guess what? You're not sacrificing. You're not sacrificing anymore. Once it's easy, if there's, once there's no struggle, once there's no issue, so our Lord teaches us and gives to this man a, he told him, okay, you, you know what not to do. But what is important is that we focus on what to do. So the first thing is love, love unconditionally. The second thing is sacrifice. In the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew uh, the end of chapter 6. He says, Seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all things shall be added to you. Seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. Seek first love. Seek first sacrifice. And all things shall be added. That's what Christianity is about. I pray that during this time that we're, as we're fasting and as we're praying, we ask God to reveal to us how we can love more. What can I do to love more? Who do I need to love more? Where am I missing that? Where, where is that missing in my life? And secondly, how can I sacrifice more? What can I do to sacrifice? And if we do those two things, we can, we, we'll be on the, on the right track, on our way towards him, where he says, come take your cross and come follow me. And glory be to God forever. Amen.